You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story Podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story Podcast. My name is Brent Edwards, Executive Director of BNI Melbourne South, and I'm based here in Melbourne, Australia. I'm usually joined by my co-host Veronica, but uh, she is absent today and has not sent a sub. So uh, we'll have to mark her down as absent on the palms this week. So uh, great for you to be with us today. And I'll be flying solo with you today with uh, Steve, our producer in the background. So uh, just before we move into our feature interview and our story for today, uh, I'd like to just talk about one of the big changes with the BNI um, with the BNI National Conference coming up this year in 2022. It was meant to be in May in WA. It has been moved to Sydney now. So tickets are online to be a part of that. I believe it would be based in the Parramatta region and around Western Sydney there, which is virtually the second biggest capital city in uh, outside of Sydney there in New South Wales. And uh, tickets are available and you can either go in person or online. So uh, an online ticket to the Members' Day, which is on the 20th of May, is $39. And for a face-to-face for all day is $179. And they're early bird prices up until April the 1st, if you're interested in going. So uh, I highly recommend it. We'll have some great speakers, including best-selling author Stan Phelps, who is the uh, author of the Goldfish series. And I've actually seen uh, Stan present as well. We're lucky enough to uh, have Stan present for our director team within Australia, our executive director team. And he is absolutely fantastic. So that would be worth the price of admission alone. So remember the conference 2022 brought to you by BNI Australia has moved to Sydney. So don't book those flights to WA. You want to see notification come through in the email anyway. And our theme for this year is connect, collaborate and contribute. So look out for those tickets. Get there. Hopefully we can see you there either online or even preferably in person. Uh, very easy for most people around the country to uh, to get to Sydney, which is a lot easier on the 20th of May. And if you're a DNA team member, allow for the 21st of May because we've got a DNA team day on the Saturday. So the 20th of May being a Friday, the 21st of May being a Saturday. So back to the podcast. And uh, as usual, thank you to BNI Australia uh, for sponsoring this podcast, BNI The Australian Story. And we are sharing another great story. And we are uh, we're all local today. We're all in Melbourne. Um, I'm down in the Mornington Peninsula. I believe uh, our guest is in around Berwick Way. And we've got Steve on the Mornington Peninsula. And our guest today is Richie Heathcote. So Richie's from Liberty Equipment Hire. So welcome, Richie, to BNI The Australian Story podcast. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on today. And uh, Richie, can you tell our uh, listeners what chapter you're in and what profession you actually represent within that chapter? So I'm a member of um, the Packham Achievers um, and technically my category is construction and then in brackets other, but we do equipment hire. So yeah, we're um, 
yeah, it's quite a rare, rare breed, I think, in the B&I circles. So, <laughs> yeah, don't get discouraged if you get uh, other in your uh, in your categories <laughs> because they're trying to actually define them down. So, if it's other, it means there's less than twenty, uh, sorry, less than fifty people in the world who actually are listed as what you do. So, um, it's or it might be that um, what we call it here in this country is called something else in another country as well. So there's at least 50 people less in this country anyway with what you actually do. And how long have you been a member of BNI, Richie? Uh, for about 16 months. Um, yeah, I've been with Packham for about for about four or five months, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a, BNI. I've definitely taken on taken on board. <laughs> so yeah, and you originally um, you originally started with another chapter because. Uh, you uh with a for some reason you weren't accepted into the first one <laughs> yeah yeah and i um yeah which is and i sort of i don't know i sort of i started with one chapter and yeah i did about 13 months with with those guys oh, probably about probably about a year um yeah and then i then i sort of shifted over to, to packenham um where it's um yeah, it's just a just a totally different vibe, which is quite exciting. So it's definitely getting out of BNI what I what I think I what I needed, which is good. So Packenham was where you actually wanted and applied for originally, and where you were invited. And um, and for our listeners today, sometimes uh, chapters make a bit of an error of judgment, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sometimes you get chapters who who uh, you know people can encroach on their category a bit more and, and shut out you know perfectly good members and they go elsewhere and i think that's uh and um you know that's what happened with uh with richie's application and it's gone full circle and he's ended up back in the uh in the chapter he was uh he was invited to originally and can you share who invited you to that particular chapter uh so sangeeta did sangeeta the infamous sangeeta from um from Backham achievers um yeah, she invited me to BNI about five years ago, and I just wasn't the right time for me to join. Uh, and like like you mentioned, when I tried to join sort of a year and a half ago, um, it did get rejected initially. Um, so I shifted to another chapter, and um, yeah, I'm glad I've, I've landed with the Packy guys. They're, they're a great bunch. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so when you mean there wasn't the right time five years ago, what was sort of standing your way? Because it'd be very interesting for our listeners because they may get people say, yeah, they're brought along to a meeting and they may get people say, you know, this is not really the right time for me. So what was it? Was it the commitment? Was it the uh, was it the time in your business at the time or something like that? I think, I think there's this misconception that you need to commit 25 hours a week to be an I. I feel like so at the time I was, I just started the business and I was doing all the deliveries and all the accounts and I was doing everything. And then I went to BNI and I was like, oh no, I'm not going to have time to manage this properly. When in fact, looking back, I probably could have done it because if you kind of make BNI a part of you every day, it's it's not really more work. It's just a part of you every day, you know, and, and I, I don't spend much time on it at all. And we, we do really well. So I kind of, I think I was a bit naive perhaps as to how little time you can spend on BNI, but then it's, it's sort of the quality that you can get out of it too from what little time you, you do, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think we find that um, that some of our members who are all in on BNI make it seem like that too. Hmm. Like, and you were invited by Sangeeta and Sangeeta, you know, lives and breathes BNI. She loves it. She involves it in her business. And because it's a part of her business, she integrates everything in there. But from the outside, 
you that might seem that she's spending a hell of a lot of time on on doing it, whereas uh, she's that engrossed in it. Um, it's you know maybe not really the case because she's worked out systems and ways to integrate into her business as such. It's definitely yeah, like I said, definitely a huge misconception. Like I just saw this room full of people and I just thought, oh no, if I'm going to do this properly, this is this is going to add you know 20 hours a week sort of thing. But um, yeah, the the likes of Singita, like they make it look easy. You know, you don't need to commit a lot of time. You just need to be present for the meetings and a few calls throughout the week. Like it's really it's quite an easy process to 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 create the relationships that that I have. Yeah. So when you actually decided to uh, to to join, what was the catalyst? What what made you want to join? Um, I think I had a better understanding. So uh, Sangeeta sort of hassled me for a few years, and and I just sort of at the time, I you know, you, you jump on Google and you try and work out work out BNI without knowing BNI, and Google says some pretty weird things, and um, and I just you know, and I just made a few <laughs> some really kooky stuff on there. But there's some crazy, there's some crazies on there. There's crazies everywhere. There's crazies, crazies on Google, and, and you know what? They're probably the ones we didn't want in B and I anyway. Well, well, the irony is like people, you get this idea of what it is before you know. Um, and I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't try to join all those years ago because it's just. I'm not saying it's it's necessarily easy, but the amount of like-minded people that are in the room and everyone genuinely wants to make money. And that's the whole point of this is that we make money and help each other make money. And, and I sort of wish, like I said, I wish I'd, um, I wish I jumped on it. I wish I jumped on it years ago. <laughs> and you, um, you started that you actually use it as a, um, as a BDM type role a business development type manager type role within BNI. Can you tell us a bit more about how you leverage that? Um, well, I think it, especially in our industry, I know sort of people that, um, have one or two BDMs and they, you know, they're on 100, 120 grand a year and they go out and they win work purely on price. So anyone could be the cheapest where with, with our pricing and, and the way we actually hold quite a good rate and you get what you pay for. So I've used B, uh, BNI as a bit of a BDM, like on my own BDM in this room of people that genuinely want to help me find work. So it's, it's, it's chalk and cheese. There's people paying 120 grand or this poor little me that's a BDM where I visit a meeting once a week and I've built these relationships with these people and, and, and we've made, we've made money with this, you know what I mean? Like ignore Google, mate, we're making money. And, and, and I've also helped with a huge amount of money too. So it's extremely satisfying. Anyone, anyone can be the cheapest and, and, and it pay, you know, go out to, to find the cheap work and, and we're quite the opposite and, and it's, it's great. It's brilliant. Yeah, and a lot of people, um, when they come into B&I, they, you seem to have got it straight away and worked it out. And a lot of take, people take a little bit of time to work it out. But if you're in there and you're able to actually work it out and say, okay, I've got this team of people and if I look out for them and start giving to them, they'll, they'll start to look out for me and, and start to fling business my way. And you've been a really big giver in what you've done just in 16 months within B&I. So how does that, how does that work with you in the equipment hire business? I think we, we sort of, as soon as, um, I, I mean, I, I spend an hour a week perhaps on B&I, you know, and, and I've, I've, I know it, I've sort of, I, it sounds a bit cliche, but I live and breathe it. Right. So, I, everyone in my street knows that I've got a list of trades and a list of people that I work with closely. And um, half the street now, I can tell you, they've used a painter or a, a mortgage broker or an insurance. You know, like it's it's just 
making it my every day um, and not worrying about the money I make, knowing full well that that will be returned, you know, and, and it has. And I've, for the first, I think it took us, it took us three weeks to make our first, well, we, I think we helped about 30 grand in the first three weeks and it took us probably three or four weeks before we made our first dollar. But I, someone told me, I was probably saying either, someone told me early in the piece, just forget, just forget about the outside. You've got to try and help who you can. Um, and as they say, the rest is history. We've, we've got, a, it's, it's as if we've got 40 other members in this chapter that, that are there to help me, you know, and, and, and it's really starting to pay off. It's really like obviously joining Packenham, like it's, it's, it's such a vibe in that room. Um, I'm getting referrals. Like I had three referrals last week. Like it's, it's really starting to, to kick off and we're such a strange little niche kind of, um, category like a lot of people don't know what a vms board is or you know what a light tower is or even a scissor lift some people are not sure what a scissor lift is um but once they've worked it out um people are really trying and that's that's it's you know i'm, I'm, I'm happy because now now we're making some money too it's good <laughs> i'm going to try and guess what a vms board is so it's roadside boards with the messages on Yes, yes. Ah, look, That's see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hearing a message out. in the chapter every week. <laughs> 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 oh, that's yeah, and, and that's absolutely fantastic. And I really love how you um, promote that what you're a part of to the people around you. And if you can do that, become that sort of hub, and become a person that solves problems for people, you'll find it a lot easier to find referrals. And um, it, it reminds me, years ago there was a, um, and when we used to use business cards a whole lot now, and now you know we we don't use them as much as we used to at one stage. But um, there was an accountant in one of the group in his card said, call me if you need a plumber. And he used to give people the card and the card would say, what do you mean call me if you need a plumber? And he used to say, well, call me if you need a plumber, call me if you need an electrician, call me if you need a bookkeeper. I can actually connect you with all these particular um, professions. And that asked a question and, and got, got, the, got the conversation going that way as well. So how did you end up in the equipment hire, of all things, in this um, industry, Richie? So when I, when I finished school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. A lot of people had hope, you know, had all these dreams of where they wanted to be and what they wanted to do. And uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I really didn't have a clue. You know, um, I, I had a rough idea, maybe perhaps be a policeman because my old man was a policeman. Uh, and then I found tattoos. And at the time, you know, please, <laughs> weren't necessarily going to get far if you had tattoos up your sleeves. But um, but I guess I sort of uh, my my stepdad was doing traffic control, okay. And and at the time, for an eighteen year old, you get twenty five bucks an hour, and I thought this is the greatest thing. And and I had no real passion for it at the time. And then over the journey, I realised that if you actually enjoy your work, um, it's a bit easier to go to work every day. So I I, I sort of made it a bit of a passion and. Um, yeah, fast forward a few years and, and I ended up buying into the business and the other owners at the time wanted to start an equipment hire company, you know, and, and I said, and I said, that'd be great. Let's, let's have a go. So it was kind of a fake it to your make it situation. Um, and then in the end, I, 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 I did feel like I was perhaps doing a lot too much of the work. You know, I was a young a guy in my sort of early twenties. When I say didn't have a clue, I, I was literally learning as I go. Um, and once I sort of had the knowledge after you know seven or eight years with these guys, I sort of decided to sell my my share and and go out on my own. And um, you learn good things and bad things working with other people. Um, and 
don't get me wrong, I'm extremely appreciative of what I've learned, but but the best thing I ever did was start Liberty and go on my own because we've, we've got our own values here and we've got our own sort of quality and, you know, in an industry where the quality at times can be low, you know, people can just give out equipment willy-nilly and not sort of care too much where we're quite the opposite. So, yeah, I didn't think it would it would be my life sort of life plan, but I'm definitely glad I did it and and. Yeah, we've got some great plans in the future. And we just, like I mentioned before, we just got into scissor lifts this year, which is quite exciting. Um, getting into access access equipment, which is a bit different from our other equipment. So, yeah, I um, I love it, mate. It's, um, I don't know, what's that old saying? If you don't work a day in your life, if you love your job or something. Like, I, I just love what I do. It's just great. I just think, it's, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and, and you found out down the track that your insurance agent that you'd had for um, 13 years was a BNI member that you didn't even know. It's quite funny. I, yeah, when I joined BNI, I, I hit up my insurance guy and said, yeah, I'm pretty loyal with my guy, but I'll give you an opportunity to quote. And and my BNI guy is extremely honest, fantastic. Um, he turned around and said, um, look, until February, stick with your guy because it'll actually cost you money to get out of it, okay? And I said, mate, totally appreciative. So I went back to, to, to Jared and I said, mate, yeah. And I said, oh, my, my guy from B&I. And he went, hang on. He goes, I've been B&I for like six years and I've known this bloke for 13 years, right? So it was quite amusing. I was trying to scam him to get him to put the thank you for closing business for the last 10 years and he wouldn't do it, and, you know. But, but, <laughs> but it's, so, it's so funny. Like it's just the reach that B&I has and I'm, I'm not saying I stay with him because of that connection, but now I'm kind of like I, it's a bit more trusted with him because I know he's in a system that's full of people you can trust. That's the whole the whole concept. So he still does my motor vehicle, and then Daniel from Triple T still does my equipment hire. So I've got two guys from B and I from different parts of the country that that support our business. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, and you know that's the thing. If you've still got that other relationship and you're making new relationships. Within BNI, if you can share some of that relationship with a with a BNI person, a new one, just to just to gain that bit of trust and and knowledge of what they do and how they work, etc., it's a great way to actually balance more than one relationship there. Uh, exactly right, and and at times I sort of, you know, it, it, people sort of like you, you jump ship because they're cheaper or this or that. But the fact I've got two guys I can honestly trust. And Dan says things like just chill, chill from till the end of the policy. And then I'll quote it, see what I can do. Uh, with my new car, he said, no, nah, no. Nah. He goes, you're better off going with Shannon's because that they've got great deals on that sort of car and that sort of thing. So just having the honesty. But like you said, you know, you never want to obviously burn a bridge, but having two guys that you can rely on, you know, Dan does my house and contents, he does my office. Like he, you can just share the load and and, and it's a bonus that they're both being on it for sure. <laughs> So um, in 16 months, you've been one of our uh, one of our high achievers within BNI with your contribution and uh, our rookie member of the year in the first year too. I need I uh, in Melbourne South, so I need to actually uh, pump up your tyres there a little bit. Um, any tips you'd like to share to to any of our listeners on how you've made it work within that time? Because um, yeah, as I said earlier, you really hit the ground running within BNI and and made it a part of your business really quickly. Whereas you know a lot of the time, some people can um, you know waver a bit and so oh, you know get a little bit discouraged about you know being involved because they can't see those results. Yeah, look, I think as soon as I worked out, like I just made it my every day. You know, BNI, I don't look at it as a separate 
thing. You know, every time I catch up with someone with BNI, it's a business meeting. It's not, oh, I'm meeting someone from BNI. You know, I just make it an everyday thing. You wouldn't let a client down, so therefore you wouldn't let anyone from BNI down. Same, same with the meetings. Like, I've, I think I've missed one meeting in 16 months. Like, you sort of, as soon as you make it as, as important as, as your business, um, the rest just sort of comes hand in hand. Like I said, I, I'm known as the network mate. In, in our street, you know, I've, I've, I've teed up all the bloody neighbours and it's great. Like the, the neighbour next door said to me, oh, so how do you guys make money then if, if you're just helping each other and giving each other cheap work? And I said, no, nah, it's not about that. We're, it's, it's, we're not, it's not to be the cheapest. It's not to be mates rates. It's none of that. It's this having this trustworthy network that can, um, that's a, held accountable, you know, so at the moment, especially with trades, everyone's so busy, you know, and there's waiting lists and everyone's so busy knowing that there's a trade that'll make time for you and they'll be accountable. They don't want to know, they don't want to let you down because there's a high chance half the room will hear about it. So everyone's really held accountable for their, for their actions. And um, yeah, it's just the, the BNI experience, I guess, for me, um, just knowing I've got this trustworthy crew, you know, that, that I think of every day. Today I was driving and someone asked me something about equipment insurance uh about equipment insurance and i mentioned dan like i said and then he said oh actually i need a new truck and so in the space of like one conversation i had two referrals for two people and like i just maybe i need a hobby i don't know i think being honest <laughs> <my hobby. Sure. laughs> but, but when, when you're ingrained when you're ingrained <laughs> in it it comes foremost to your mind if you if you're invested and you're invested in the in the network and you're invested in the system you know, it, it's not about, oh, you know, maybe I need a holiday. It just becomes ingrained, that culture of giving, the, the, you know, uh, and the culture of what we do within B&I, I think. I think it's it's the the processes behind the scenes that that when you first join, you go, what's all this stuff? And it just makes sense. It just makes the whole system flow. And, and like you said, once, once it's just ingrained with what you do every day, it's never work. I used to put in my calendar... Um, you know, four hours every Monday to try and find work for people. And I don't have to do that anymore because just as, as my conversations go throughout the day and, and my house and my, my work and just, and it, it's, it just comes naturally. And um, yeah, I kind of love it. I, I just think it's great. I don't know. I can't, I can't kick a footy, right? I can't play basketball. I'm not good with sports. But I reckon I'm pretty good at being. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, and that's that's great. And I really love how you said you wouldn't let a client down. Why would you let someone from B&I down? Yeah, you know, that that is uh, that is so true because you know they are your conduits to your client to your new clients and your referral partners in the future as well. And just to hit on those trade things at the moment, like you know, and we hear a lot of people around the country saying, "Oh, we can't get tradies in the groups. We can't get tradies in the groups." No, don't worry about them. They'll come back when they need work. Tradies mm. are flat out. And the ones that we can't get in the chapters, the ones that are, you know, aren't already ingrained with a team behind them, they're the ones that re- really stayed in the chapters. But uh, the other ones that are just, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I can't take on the work, they'll come back. And if we focus on those people, we're focusing on the problem, not the solution. And the solution is to just bring people along to chapters because the trades will come back eventually and they'll prop up our chapter as well um, and we'll find other people. And a great example, I think I said in the podcast a few weeks ago, you know, we've got more marketing people in our organisation in our region than we've ever had. 
Mm-hmm. And the tradies have sort of dropped off. But, you know, that's okay. We've still got people coming in. We're still doing business. We're still connecting. And those people actually come back. Hey, it's been great to have you on the podcast today. Um, we give everyone a chance to do their weekly presentation, uh, Reggie, and uh, and you're, um, you're no exception. So let's go with the... Uh, with the um, with a Richie presentation, Richie Heathcote presentation from Liberty Equipment Hire. Ready, go. <laughs> G'day, guys. Richie from Liberty Equipment Hire here. Um, we, we stock a range of different equipment. We have VMS boards, which is like Brent mentioned earlier, the big LED signs you see on the side of freeways. We help roadworks companies, civil companies, uh, also help local advertising. If you have a shop front, you can put a message board out the front to help advertise your sale. Car yards, we help a range of different people. We also have light towers available for civil works. Uh, and just recently, as, as, as early as September last year, we've just gotten into scissor lifts. So if you need, if you know an electrician or anyone that needs some elevation in their work, uh, we do have a range of scissor lifts available. Um, yeah, they're ready to go. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. And where can we find you, Richie? Website? Uh, Um, We're on Facebook. Instagram, um, got a YouTube channel as well, which has a few testimonials and whatnot on there too. Um, yeah, check us out. We are, we do some great things. Thanks for being on BNI, the Australian Story podcast, mate. Um, excellent work. No worries. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, just to wrap things up, as we usually do, we haven't got Veronica's throw bent. Throw, uh, throw Brent under the bus question that she usually does. So I might just uh, go off with a bit of a tip from the week. And today I'd like to talk about feature presentations. And I want to think of your feature presentation as a six to nine minute extension of your weekly presentation or your referral request. So what really bugs me when I go and see chapters is people use the feature presentation as an opportunity to say, hey, this is all about me. This is my family. This is my holiday snaps. This is my boat. Uh, This is my kids. These are my dogs. You know, we're we're really interested in all this stuff with you, but that's a really good thing to share during a one-to-one or in your bio sheet, not wasting time on that on your weekly presentation. So your weekly presentation should be focused on, as I said before, uh, sorry, your feature presentation should be focused on the extension of your weekly presentation. And that's five to nine minutes extension of that, uh, five being if you're a chapter that does two a week and nine minutes if your chapter does one per week. And talk about what the people, who are the people that the group needs to actually connect you with? Who are the referral possibilities? Who are who, who are going to help you in your referral pipeline? Who are going to help you as referral partners? Where do we find them? What do we say? What do they look like? And be specific. And what to say when they actually meet them. These are the sort of things we really should be getting across in our feature presentation. Because if you're wasting it on trying to show everyone your family photos and holiday photos and all that sort of thing in there. You just, it's a wasted opportunity. And I've seen people do a presentation like that. And then other people in the chapter think, oh, this is okay. I'll do the same. This is quite easy to put together. I don't have to put much work into it. And they're the people who come back to us and say, oh, BNI is not working for me. I'm not getting the referrals I want. Well, hang on, you've had a feature presentation, you had the opportunity to get that message across 
and you've totally wasted that opportunity. So think about your feature presentation. Make it about the referrals you want, not about yourself, and not about how you do business too, which is another which is another big mistake, which we may cover another day. So uh, that's the end of episode 82 of BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thanks to our producer, Steve, for helping us out again today. And thanks to BNI Australia for supporting this, uh, this effort. And we look forward to being back next week with my co-host, back from her absence. See you next time.